You're listening to episode number six of the Identity Factor podcast. Just calm down. Relax. You're overthinking this. It's not that big of a deal. Or how about this one? Just be positive. How many times have you heard those things or maybe something similar when you've been experiencing anxiety? Chances are it only made things worse. And you may have even been the one to say those things to yourself. Well, you're about to discover why positive thinking is no match for anxiety and what it really takes to relieve stress, worry, doubt, or whatever it is you've been experiencing. Oh, and yes, anxiety is just a habit. And habits, of course, can be broken. Stick with me and you'll begin learning how you can start taking back control of your life today. Hi there, I'm Anthony Serino, and by joining this podcast, you have started a life-changing journey with me as your guide. You're now also part of a community of like-minded individuals who light this world with passion. As a high-performance coach and expert in habit modification, I've worked with amazing individuals from all over the world who have literally transformed their lives from within. As you listen to this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at my science-based approach to transformation. Yeah, so all that positivity shit, it doesn't work. And quite frankly, I think that's why the personal development and self-improvement industry hasn't really gotten anywhere in literally decades. I mean, of course, (laughs) there's literally, I don't know, there's got to be thousands of these influencers and you know, self-proclaimed gurus who are making millions and millions of dollars. But it's all in this narrative that you have to be positive and it's all this motivational BS. But nothing has changed for society. I mean, there's been no major breakthrough, um, like at scale. People aren't happier at scale. The masses aren't like cheering in the streets. And really, things have gotten worse. In fact, research shows that more and more people are suffering from anxiety today like now more than ever before. Oh, and before we go any further, I want to make sure you get first dibs when I launch my free training, the habit modification formula. And the reason I bring this up now is because like I said, anxiety is just a habit. And in this free program, you'll discover a step-by-step strategy to easily break those old unwanted habits. And the cool part is this free online training is just a couple weeks away from launching. And I want you to be the first to have it. Now, if you're listening to this episode within a, just a you know a day or two of it, if it launching, the training's not going to be available yet. But you can go over to theanthonyserino.com forward slash free and get notified as soon as it's available. Now, of course, if you're listening to this episode a couple weeks, months, years even uh, after it's dropped, that training, of course, will be available. So either way, head over to theanthonyserino.com forward slash free especially if you're feeling like a victim to your habits and want to learn how you can start taking back uh, control right now. All right, so let me just say, uh, I haven't arrived. I haven't solved all of life's questions. But what I have done is I've dedicated my life to researching, refining, and implementing practical science-based solutions to transformation. And I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. So I'm not going to give you any medical advice in this episode, but I am going to uh, share with you my own experience, especially with clients who have conquered their anxiety. And we're talking about anxiety that they've had for 10, 20, sometimes 30 or more years. And here's the thing, through all the research I've done and all the uh, experience I have, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, 
positive thinking is not the key to designing the life you want. If it was, I mean, (laughs) we'd all be able to just think our ideal life into existence. And of course, I mean, and I've even talked about this, at some level, our thoughts do produce our external world. But there's more to it than just giving yourself these positive affirmations every day and patting yourself on your own back. I mean, think about it. If you've ever read or heard of the book uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, I mean, if you've read that, you know what it's about. But just take the title, for example. If that were true, why aren't the millions of people who have read it swimming in money and like just completely wealthy beyond their you know wildest imaginations? Because, I mean, it's simply because that doesn't work. It takes more than just positive thinking to get what you want in life. And honestly, for most of you listening, and of course, some of you, you know, I don't know everything about you, but when I experience anxiety, and to clarify, I use anxiety as this umbrella term to include stress, worry, doubt, fear, etc. But when I'm experiencing anxiety, the last thing I want to hear is someone tell me, Anthony, just think positive. And that may be you too. You're thinking, you tell me to be more positive when I lost this big account at work. Or you tell me to be positive when my business is failing. Or you tell me to be positive when this election is coming up. Or be positive when I have this health issue going on. Or you tell me to be positive when I have this difficult situation going on in my life. Or it feels like everything's falling apart. Or you tell me to be positive when going through this breakup or this divorce. Well, what happens? You end up buying into it. Because you want to be positive. Of course you do. We all do at some at some level. So you start trying to talk yourself out of that anxiety. But what happens? Well, anxiety is a habit. And since you haven't broken the habit, your brain, that reptilian part of your brain, continues to fire it off despite you consciously telling yourself to snap out of it. That's because we get into this battle between our subconscious and our conscious mind. And of course, the subconscious is the part that runs that runs those automatic habits and behaviors. And our conscious mind is that conscious analytical part, that that part that reasons for us. And what happens? I mean, even if you've only been with me for a little while and you haven't listened to previous episodes, you already know which part wins nearly every single time. So despite the positive self-talk, that anxiety just doesn't relent. And then you feel bad because you feel like you're incapable of being positive, which in turn makes you feel even worse about yourself and the situation that caused you to have anxious thoughts in the first place and on and on it goes. And then that causes you to have more anxiety and even more anxiety. And now you're anxious about being anxious. And here's a bit of brain science. Whenever we have a thought or an emotional response or we execute some physical action or behavior, our brain communicates via what's called neural pathways. And it does that to activate a specific uh, behavior, action, thought, um, any of those things. And so these neural pathways are connections between cells that allow them to communicate in order to produce that specific outcome, uh, which of course, once again, is in the form of an action, thought, or emotion. To put it simply, um, when you're experiencing anxiety, or really any habit, anytime a habit is activated, certain neural pathways are firing off and they fire the same way each time your uh, your brain decides to produce that anxiety or habit. Once again, anxiety 
is a habit. Um, but the more those neural pathways are activated, the stronger they get and the easier it is for your brain to activate them in the future. So the more anxiety you have, the more anxiety you have. Sucks, I know. But the good news is there are highly effective techniques and strategies that you can use to create new neural pathways. And these new neural pathways uh, map to the outcomes you want. So if you've listened to episode four, how to modify your habits, then you already have a huge head start on taking back control of that anxiety. Uh, If you haven't listened to it yet, make a note to go back and listen um, because I share with you some actionable advice that you can use to break any habit, including anxiety. So let's talk about these neural pathways. Um, It's like hiking in the woods, okay? So the path that's most traveled is the clearest and easiest to go down. And that path gets ingrained into the earth, right? Um, And of course, you could choose to make a new path. And what would happen? It would take a little effort and some consistency. But the more you hiked along that new path, the clearer it would become and the easier it would be to travel. And then what happens when you start taking a new path? The old one uh, becomes overgrown. And now a similar process happens in the brain. It's it's a process called long-term potentiation. And you don't need to remember that. Uh, but it's where we get the saying, neurons that fire together, wire together. And what that means is the more you do, think, or feel something, the stronger those neural pathway connections get. And the easier it gets for your brain to activate that action, thought, or emotion in the future. And all that, that process is what makes it easy for us to get into the habit of anxiety. It's also the key to getting out of the habit of anxiety. And you must internalize this specific thing right here. You are not an anxious person. You are a person who has anxious thoughts. And thoughts can never be more powerful than the person who created them. That right there should give you not only this like sense of freedom from that anxiety, but really what I aim to help facilitate is this sense of control over it because you can always choose to think differently. It's really that simple. In fact, your thoughts are one of the only things in life that you have complete and total control of at any given moment. But what tends to happen when something triggers our anxiety? Well, once again, when I say anxiety, I'm referring to everything we lump under that stress, fear, resentment, overwhelm, guilt, etc. But what we get into is what I refer to as horizontal thinking, where some person, event, or situation triggers a thought, which then triggers an emotional response in the form of that anxiety, which in turn triggers more thoughts or more thoughts rather, which are unrelated to the initial person, event, or situation. And then, of course, on and on it goes. And this is when people come to me saying, Anthony, I'm stuck in my anxiety or I feel stuck in my anxiety. And let me say this. Stop that shit. It's not your anxiety. You got to stop personalizing it. You are you. Your thoughts are your thoughts. Your habits are your habits. Your thoughts and your habits are not you. Please, once you understand that, once you come to know that, it frees you from that attachment to that anxiety. And once you really come to understand what I'm saying here, like really, really come to know it, 
um, that's when you liberate yourself and regain the control you're looking for. And guess what? You weren't born with that anxiety. You weren't born with any of the habits, beliefs, or thoughts you have now. You learned all of it somewhere along the way. And really, your brain has developed these programs at a neurological level that run all, all of it automatically. So as you begin to accept that all anxiety is, is a habit that you learned, really that your brain developed, you begin to realize the control you have over that habit. Because as we know, and what we learned back in episode four, is habits can be broken, modified, and created. Now, you may be wondering, why did my brain develop anxiety? Well, at some point, perhaps during childhood or during some emotionally charged event in your past, that anxiety, that emotional response, was the solution to a perceived problem or threat. And what happened is your brain said, hey, this person, this event, or this situation, it's bad for Mary, and I have to make sure we don't let her get into any similar experience or be with a similar type of person ever again. And your brain activate, or activates these anxious thoughts and emotions as a protective mechanism. It's trying to protect you. And it does this in order to protect you from anything it determines will jeopardize your safety or make you uncomfortable. It's, it's a survival mechanism. And first and foremost, some anxiety is normal. It's what keeps me from putting my hand near the mouth of like some big, scary looking dog I've just met. But the issue uh, arises when that anxiety, that protective mechanism is overactive and it gets triggered in events or situations or with people that really aren't a threat to you. At least they aren't anymore. And that threat, it's based on perception and interpretation like all the old programming that you've been conditioned with, where, like I said, at some point, the threat was very real, especially if we're talking about something that happened as a child. But now as an adult, that person or event or situation really isn't a threat to us anymore. All right, so let me back up a bit because I kind of have two different through lines happening here. First is that anxiety is a habit that we do which is really a pattern of thought, emotion, or behavior. And also, we just talked about anxiety being a protective mechanism based on perception and interpretation. And I help my one-on-one clients and my community overcome anxiety in two ways. First, by teaching them how to break the habit of anxiety by using pattern interrupts in order to rewire their brain at a neurological level, right, to Stop that old path, stop stop them from hiking that old path and create a new path, right? And I also facilitate massive shifts, uh, shifts in perception and interpretation via subconscious reprogramming so that they, and when I say they, I mean their brains, so that they can see what they once perceived or interpreted as a threat is really, is really no longer a threat to them. And here, let's say you and I are hiking in the woods, and I'm taking this analogy out of my friend Dan Candell's playbook, which if you haven't heard of him, go check him out. He's an author, speaker, and he's widely considered the leader in anxiety relief. Um, actually, by the time this episode airs, we'll have done a free live training inside our private Facebook group, which is called Inside the Identity Factor. So be sure to head over there, join the group, and you'll have instant access to the replay of that training. 
Um, once again, that's inside the identity factor on Facebook. But let's say you and I are hiking in the woods and we are in an area where there's known to be a lot of snakes. Now you're in front of me and we're walking along and suddenly something catches your eye. It's this big, long, brown looking thing and you freak out. You jump and run away and you scream, snake! But then I come up after you to check out what's going on. And I realize that that big, long thing is just a stick. So I yell up to you. I'm like, hey, that's just a stick. And what happens? Your perception instantly changes. Your breathing begins to return uh, return to a nice, normal, natural pace. And you may even begin to laugh, realizing you just freaked out at a stick. And this illustrates why it's so important to audit our perceptions and actively work to shift them in a way that serves us and not in a way that perpetuates that anxiety. And the quickest, most efficient way to do that is through subconscious reprogramming. Let me ask you this. What quote-unquote snakes in your life are you reacting to that aren't really there? And here's why subconscious reprogramming is so useful. Because your anxiety is not a conscious issue. It's a subconscious issue. And anxiety is a program being run automatically by that reptilian part of your brain. And as I mentioned earlier in this episode, and you probably realized, you can give yourself all the positive affirmations and positive self-talk that you want, but that habit of anxiety continues to get triggered. It's, it's as if there's a part of you that wants one thing and a part of you that wants the complete opposite. Well, as an expert in habit modification, I work with the part of the brain directly responsible for activating our habits. And I do this by using a number of different modalities, but I'm highly trained specifically in hypnosis. And what I do is not only facilitate clients getting into a state of hypnosis, I also teach them how to do it themselves. And once you are in a state of hypnosis, and I'll explain uh, what hypnosis is in more detail in a moment, but once you're in that state, you are communicating directly with your subconscious or unconscious mind without the filter of your conscious analytical mind interfering. Now, of course, a lot of people, especially in my neck of, uh, neck of the woods, they flinch when they hear the word hypnosis. But it's not some like woo-woo, mystical, or taboo thing. I mean, there's literally thousands of peer-reviewed studies that not only point to the efficacy of hypnosis, but show that it often outperforms traditional modalities. And really, at its core, it's a neurological process and also a brainwave state that we experience naturally every single day. But in the context that we talk about it here, we can use that already occurring process and state intentionally to make changes to our thoughts, feelings, behaviors, emotions, etc. Like I said, there's literally thousands of studies. We're talking studies from Harvard, Columbia, Yale, like all these major Ivy League schools, as well as major medical research uh, research organizations uh, like uh, Mayo Clinic, National Institute of Health, the list goes on. And don't even take my word for it. If you don't believe me, go to scholar.google.com and just search for the term hypnosis. And you'll see an endless list of these results that um, are linked directly to studies, uh, many of which I refer to in these episodes. Anyways, when I say the word hypnosis, you can literally exchange it with uh, quote unquote, the power of your mind or 
subconscious reprogramming, which is an umbrella term I tend to use. And it's really very similar to guided meditation and visualization in, in a lot of ways. And no, you can't hurt yourself or someone else with hypnosis. I mean, you've never turned on the news and heard New York man hospitalized after using hypnosis. And you definitely never heard about someone getting stuck in hypnosis and having to go to the hospital to get out of it. Um, but here's a distinction also. You go into hypnosis, not under hypnosis. And at, at a base level, what hypnosis is, is a consensual process where a professional hypnotist like myself, or you can do yourself, they guide you or you guide yourself into a heightened state of focus and suggestibility wherein you can intentionally make these brain-based changes resulting in new thoughts, feelings, and behaviors with a sense of non-volition. So it's really this sense of things happening, happening automatically. Um, so why am I telling you about hypnosis though? Other than, other than the obvious reason I'm a board certified hypnotist and it's what I do day in and day out. But invariably when someone comes to me because they're experiencing a level of anxiety that is negatively impacting their life, whether in business or with family or wherever, once they are in a state of hypnosis, they report being unable to experience that anxiety. I would go so far as to say a hundred percent of the time when you get into a relaxed state like the relaxed state that you get to when you're in that state of hypnosis and you shift your attention it is impossible for your brain to run that habit of anxiety hypnosis whether with a professional like myself or doing self-hypnosis hypnosis just happens to be the quickest most effective way of reaching that relaxed state really uh reaching that focused state um but Meditation and other similar processes can get you there as well. And listen, my clients come from all different backgrounds and demographics. I have clients literally from across the globe, and I don't say that um, to brag. I say that because from the West Coast to the East Coast, all the way to Australia, I talk to all different types of people. And guess what? Whether they make $10 million a year or 10 bucks a year, right? They all experience anxiety. We all do. But here's the thing, my clients who experience the quickest, most profound transformation are the ones who don't play the victim. They may have felt stuck in that anxiety, but at some level, they know they have control. They know there's a way out, otherwise they wouldn't be coming to see me. But it's up to them to make the conscious decision to change. So let me ask you, are you playing a victim to your anxiety? And what are you going to start doing about it starting right now to change that? And before we finish up here, I always ask, what is the aha factor for you in this episode? What resonated with you? And remember, the aha factor, it's both that sense of wonder and that sense of knowing simultaneously. So what do you know now that you didn't know before? What are some ideas from this episode that you're going to start integrating into your own life? Of course, there's always that sense of freedom when you, uh, when you finally realize that anxiety is just a habit, and habits can be broken. Or maybe you understand for the first time that those anxious thoughts are an overactive protective mechanism developed by your brain, and it's as simple as changing your perceptions in order to free yourself. Okay, that's it for episode number six of The Identity Factor. These episodes have been building on each other a bit. 
and they're all interconnected in some way. So be sure to go back and start again at episode number one and listen to everything a couple of times because repetition helps with all of this. And your time here, it's meant to be interactive. This is information you must actively integrate into your life. So for more great content, show notes, and details on this episode, head over to theanthonystrino.com and click on the podcast page. Next week's episode, it's all about that money. It's all about wealth, prosperity, and what you need to do to start improving your financial situation starting right away. So go subscribe now. Like Go do it right now. Go subscribe because if you haven't, um, you're, you're going to miss out on some awesome upcoming episodes. So go do that and get uh, be one of the first to get notified when next week's episodes drop. If you're the type of person who likes to get involved in a community of like-minded individuals, come join our group Inside the Identity Factor on Facebook. Also, stay up to date with the latest content by following me on Instagram. If you have questions, I'm here to help. You can email me at support at theanthonystrino.com and I may even feature your question on an upcoming episode. Finally, I do have one small ask. My passion is serving others. And by you tuning in, I know you may be someone who wants to serve others as well. We can grow together and help more people by spreading the word about this podcast. So please subscribe, share it, and leave a positive review either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy listening. I genuinely appreciate your support. Thanks for being here.